Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Fud Mathis. It's beginning to look a lot like Mathis. Everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again. With candy canes and silver lanes that glow. It's beginning to look a lot like Mathis. You tell him Fud. Toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be. Inside your trout, a pair of gardening gnomes and a pistol that foams is the wish of Barty and Ben. Dolls that are sparking will answer to Clark is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. Let's hear some more fun. It's beginning to look a lot like Mathis. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel And the nuclear plant as well The sturdy kind that hisses as it glows It's beginning to look a lot like Mathis Soon the bells will start And the chanting to make them ring Dolly. Is the carol or the bang Right within Dolly. your trout Right within Mr. Fudd Mathis, ladies and gentlemen. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Cabin Country once again. I'm Fudd Klugman. And I'm Bjorn Lloydstad. And you might think, folks, that uh, with our long pauses in between episodes that we put an awful lot of thought into everything we do. Well, I guess that that's kind of true. But... Uh, on a night like tonight in December, in the holiday season, we have no idea what the heck nope, we're going to do. Uh, we're a shoot from the hip. This, is, this, this is, is a shoot this, from the hip. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me even switch my glasses here. I can't oh see my. over there. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's my, my cheaters there. I'm wearing camouflage. You can't yeah. see me. <laughs> yes. Um, well, here in this part of the world, uh, we're looking like we're going to have a brown Christmas this I've year. I've been dreaming of a of brown, a brown Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, my daughter Piper is just... Uh, Unlike the one we had last year. Shaking her head. No, Yeah. I remember a few years ago, we met up with Mike Lean at the uh, Sportsman's Show at the, the XL Energy Center. Upwards of 50 degrees outside. You can go back in our videos. I'm sure everybody's flooding. Oh, are you kidding? You know, the Turning viewership on it. Yeah. Turning them away. But uh, you can go and find that uh, Sportsman's Show episode yes. from a few years ago. And yes. It was a lot of fun, but that was it was there was no snow there at all. There was no snow. And the, the irony ground. that year, Fudd, I remember that happened. We walked away in T shirts. Yeah. You know, filming yeah. our departure and oh right. my goodness, unbelievable and it is so amazing and unseasonably warm. Right. And within about a week Oh, then it had like half a foot of snow outside. Yes. The, plum, the plummeting of the, of the barometer. It was just thermometer. Thermometer. There we go. Well, you know. Well the barometer had changed. Oh, yeah. I it guess. was now quite cold. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that was January. So mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to last again that long this year, but um, it's sure not looking like it's going to be white. Well, reports of 40s over the weekend. And yeah. I, I, I hate to say this to our listenership that longs to get out there, mm -hmm. rearrange their muffler, and start throwing snow, but I, for one, am not missing it. 
Yes. I'm not missing it. It's probably the kind of the adult uh, in us, you know, or the past middle age or the middle age ish, right. <laughs> yeah. where it's like, you know, uh, oh, my back. Plus, we know it'll come. It's going to be here at some point. I can only remember a couple of years in my, in the last several decades where we went throughout the whole year with maybe a couple inches of snow sure. th- throughout the whole year. But that's been like once or twice in the beyond 50 years that I've been around. So Right, right. I don't know if you remember any of those at all. A couple. I remember going for a walk with my son at one point on Christmas Eve, and it was raining. Oh. I mean, it was a thunderstorm. Which morphed into a sleet event, and then suddenly it was, oh, and now it's an ice storm. And, yeah. you know, but, but I was, yeah, it was weird to be out walking in the rain. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. Yes, indeed. You never know what you're going to get. The well, roll my, of thunder. My my older daughter, who's in her freshman year at college this year, she, she has a roommate who's from Kosovo. And, oh, uh, my. Apparently she was complaining, well, where where's the cold? Uh, it's colder <laughs> than this in Kosovo. Uh, you know, come on, where is it? But uh, you just got to be patient. It's going to come. It, it will be here whether we like it or not. And for those that don't see it and are just grinding yeah. an axe... Keep in mind, we're not that far away. You know, the time span, historically, I guess, uh, from high school, basketball, high school, hockey tournaments. Yeah. Always get a ton of snow during that. Right. It's a given. March is is the heavy month. Yeah, it's as if the Minnesota spring is guaranteed to bring you a winter of some kind, you know. No matter how late it may have come, you'll you'll get it during basketball and hockey season, so. Indeed. What else were we thinking about this evening. You know, we I did pull out the... Uh, there they are. We've got the seven remaining Schmidt Scenics. Holiday version. We we thought uh, we'd challenge ourselves. The Schmidt Scenics. Whatever we happen to pick, <clears throat> we're going to do our damnedest to uh, relate it <laughs> to holiday season. The holiday season. So... Uh, there are a couple of ones that have winter scenes on it. All right, all right. So, um, I don't know, perhaps... Perhaps you should be the one to draw this. Uh, All right, bud. So I here we go. Reach, reach deep into the... Reach deep. The remaining... Pick one. Uh, and he's, he's doing it. Not looking. I am. I'm, he's just uh, grabbing. Here's some oh, there we go. And what is it? Canadian geese. Canada geese. On the wing. Canada geese. Canada geese over the lake. Which appears to be free of ice. And I will say right now, Fudd, I, I do a daily traversing of the Mississippi and past a lot of small bodies of water mm-hmm. on my way to, to various places of employ, and, and everything's frozen up. Yeah. Now, well, it's, it's not thick, and, yeah. and given what's coming, the warm-up, it, I'm sure you do not want to be on that ice. Right. It, it's a bad idea. Yes. But, um, you know, I think the Canada geese have, by and large, made their move at this point. Um, we've got here what appears to be one, two, three, four, five, six, six honkers. I thought there was like a special number on these can. Like there was yeah, well, a magical number on every. I'm not sure, but I I did read if 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 I'm right in that Les Cuba, the um, the artist who did these back in the 70s, I believe. Um, he he has a thing where there's always 13 uh, waterfowl. Thing, okay. you know, yeah. But the cans might be a different story. Like, he's only got so much. Yeah, yeah. Surface area to work with here. Yeah, there, there appear to be. I mean, I was never strong at math, Fud, but the, I'm counting six honkers on the wing here. Uh-huh. They're headed skyward. They're they're not landing. They're moving up, and uh, the lake weeds in the background are are tan to brown, and blowing. In the wind, so clearly uh, now there is in in the artist's defense. I thought, hey, that's just dirt, and then I moved it, my thumb across it, and realized, no, that's another. There's a V of birds. Oh, in in kind of dot format there. Oh my gosh! In, let's the, see. in the distance, moving. Oh, look, much oh. higher, much higher. Yes, and farther away, farther and, away. and I would say uncountable. So uncountable. We can't right. put our so it's well over number six. thirteen to the uh, test here. No. Now, often these Schmidt Scenics will have kind of a dual, like a dual time period, right? Thing, but this is just the that geese. was then. This is now. Yeah, this is just straight up, straight up geese. Canadian honkers with ready a, to move dried uh, 
foliage in the in the foreground. You bet. A nice can. Well, I think there still are geese around. They they seem to have been convinced that this is okay to yeah. stay. There, there have been, you know, over the years, you know, there have been more and more geese staying around. I think we've talked about it even. But even on the Gail Whitman Show, again, if you go to the right. Cabin go Country back, YouTube yeah. channel, going, going way back. you can find, a, I think you can find a, a little tidbit from the Gail Whitman Show where mm -hmm. Officer Torgerson is trying to employ some really good methods on getting these latent geese to get the heck out of here. Get moving. Fly home! Fly! I don't know what they see. They just must love it here in Minnesota all year round. Well, I know a lot of kind of water features that are in sort of like communities that have built home mm -hmm. structures around oh, small bodies yeah. of water. Often as not, they'll include some kind of aerator jet oh, sure. in the water. So it actually stays open for part of the year, the bulk, yeah. of, the bulk of the winter. And um, it, it, I think, still attracts a number of these fowl who are it's just amazing happy to, to me hang around. That any all of the wildlife, including things like the little chickadees and uh, maybe it's the house finches and certain sparrows. I mean, there's a there are a number of birds and some of those waterfowl that refuse to leave. Uh, and I wonder when it gets down, as it usually does, like 13 below zero or something right. like that. I think how do they survive that? That's right. uh, I wish I wish our friend Stan Tequila was here. To kind of explain what he knows yeah. about that, right. And right? I do know that uh, they have to they have to eat a lot to to be able to fuel, you know, the energy, maintain to, that energy. But you just wonder that, like, how do they, you know, it's, it's the dead of winter, the late at night, sub zero. How do they not wind freeze? Is howling. Of course, they probably burrow and. I whatnot. that's a great question. I I remember a friend of mine growing up was had one of those homes on kind of what appeared to be kind of a a runoff pond. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. in, informed by a family member, oh, no, 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 most of those ponds around here are, they weren't, they're not, they're not just culvert runoff or anything. They're, they're actually small fed bodies of water. Oh, okay. And it was, you know, I, it wasn't a lake, that's for sure. I mean, it was just a very big pond, but it went on for, I don't know, half a mile or so. People had little docks out in the spring and summer, early fall put rowboats and canoes out there, that type of thing. But at one point, they had a walkout basement that would walk into their backyard and mm -hmm. down to the shores of this pond. And, and a stint of that weather, I want to say February, mid-February, where it was just, you know, obscenely cold. Sub-zero right. kind of stuff. Yeah. Plug in your car, make sure you're in the garage. If you don't have one, run a power cord out and plug in your head bolt heater and yeah, all that yeah. great stuff. Keep, keep your car moving you know and right my dad was always and make sure you put a cardboard box in front of your radiator you gotta yeah, prevent yeah. that from getting you know like, right so i'd be the fool driving along with a you know shasta <laughs> case in the front of me but uh there was always this just throng of 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 ducks i, I think they might have been coots i'm not sure but i mean they were just hanging around they the, the sun would set and they'd all kind of form this big circle out in the yeah. middle of this frozen pond right and just kind of hunker down and then at one point, this friend of mine said, yeah, I watched that crowd in the morning and they kind of got about their business and took off in different directions and they keep coming back at night and they circle up around <laughs> around a frozen coot that was just standing there frozen solid in the middle, really? the middle of the pond. Yeah. And oh. they'd come around and try to, oh, some of us, let's go. And let's, they'd, all, they'd all form this, you know, corral huh. kind of, we're all here. Let's press in, you know. Try to thaw him out. The one in the middle's dead as a doornail, but, <laughs> oh, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a, he provided a service yeah. after wow. his death. Yeah. Kind of kind of strange how that worked. I, I, I kind of wanted to ask, so when at Ice Out, what happened? Did it just kind of, like, float away? And <laughs> I, oh, No gosh. idea, you know. I would have thought, shoot, somewhere a crow or five or one of those. Those chickadees are unbelievable scavengers. Yeah. You know, I had a, I have a friend who for a long time was uh, kind of a naturalist up at the camps and in and around the Ely area. And mm -hmm. talk about chickadees are amazing. He said, if, you, if you're walking through the woods on any given day and you find a downed carcass of, of some good-sized mammal, often is not a deer, you know. He said, you come back later on and there's 35 to 50 
chickadees just housing this thing, just ding, ding, really? ding, ding, pecking away at it. They'll wow. eat anything. Wow. And they're, they're that type of bird that. that has to, you know, take in so much. Yeah. And, and they've, they've figured out how to make, make a meal, yeah. if you will, of darn near anything. And wow. so, yeah, something else to see. There's this entire flock of chickadees just hammering away at this frozen dead deer. And they're come back a, a couple months later and it's down to the bones, you know. And wow. Carnivorous Crazy chickadees. how that works. Well, let's have a quick pause and uh, let our holiday sponsors have a word, and we'll be back in just a moment. Cabin Country Creamery and Charcuterie is chomping at the bit to bring another well-fed and glistening holiday season to you and yours. Consider the following gift packs from your friends at the Four Seas. St. J. Nicholas is putting down your stack. This happy holiday gift tower features two 7-ounce Ted Osmond's Lump Regalia Beef Sausage, 10-ounce Spicy Gennard's Mutton Links, 10-ounce Sweet and Subservient Capon Sausage, 10-ounce Spry and Sassy Blend, 10-ounce Belly Buster Brie Barrel, 6-ounce Neighbor's Garage Fridge Gouda Blend Cold Pack Cheese, 4-ounce Three Fluid and Onion Blend, 6-ounce Procedural Hairnet Blend, 2.5-ounce Conger Eel Pineapple Mustard, 2.5-ounce Belgian Whiff Mustard, and 3-ounce Belch Mints. The Ho Ho Horde is a big boxed gift ensemble featuring a 26-ounce Sleepwalking Beef Cheek Summer Sausage. 7-ounce three-pepper dry mouth roustabout, 5 ounces of spicy sleeves grandma sausage, 5-ounce sweet yet homely troglodyte Humvee snack sticks, 4 ounces of farmhouse murder wrap gravy base, 10 ounces of Bradford the Earl of Sandwich liver paste, 4 ounces living in Reno pawpaw squeeze blend, a 6-ounce smoked Rube Aldrich, 5 ounces of hot bacon and melon conserve, a 24-ounce bottle of dill mustard champagne, 1.5-ounce fruity walnut hat, a 4-ounce hillbilly space almonds, 1.5-ounce cran bubbly kerfuffle crisps, 3 ounces of blind jello belly mix, a 3-ounce cherry stoolie, 6 ounces of Christmas lunar lander, a 6-ounce pepper wad pretzel bumps, and a 2-pound gift box of good old Lloyd's proprietary venison fudge, all lovingly shipped in an English spaniel wood basket. Remember, friends, that Cabin Country Creamery and Charcuterie are not only proud of this year's offerings, they offer the annual Yule Price Comparison. If you can find a similar assemblage and handsome gift packaging from another cheese and meat house at a lesser price, we'll match it. If ordered within five weeks of the holidays, your recipient will almost certainly receive their food gift in time for the season's enjoyment. One last thing to set your minds at ease. Almost all of the Four Seas cheese and meat offerings are shelf-stable without excessive refrigeration requirements. You can feel safe about placing a holiday mail order with Cabin Country Creamery and Charcuterie. Now, geese, Fudd, we look at the can and these beautiful Canada geese. Did you ever goose hunt? Were you ever a goose hunter? No, no, I, I never did that. I mean, after my few less than successful trips duck hunting with my dad, right? we never got, you know, took to the field and laid in one of those blinds or anything. I know my dad did a lot of goose hunting. He'd go with his, his, his older brothers were pretty avid. They, they hunted everything. Sure. And, and they would go up either to Canada or up northern Minnesota and go to special places to, to goose. In fact, I remember mm -hmm. my dad brought a picture of the place he stayed in once. It was called the Goose Turd Inn. So Hello. There you go. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, they live, breathe, and poop geese, I guess. But anyway. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a mouthful there. <laughs> At any rate, yeah, I never did. I, Compostable mouthful. And it seems, you know, I mean, there's so many of them around now. And, oh, God, they're everywhere. I just uh, can't imagine it. And I've heard uh, you tell the story a few times about trying wi a wild goose, and it was just not very good. Well, they're interesting uh, birds. They often get compared to, you know, sort of like the steak 
you know, it's like the the cut of beef in the in the the fowl world. It's yeah. a, it's an interesting. I've had it mm-hmm. a couple times, and um, it's common stock in our family to get together with the in laws and do a, a country themed holiday dinner. And one sure. year it was we were going to do a trip a, t- a trip of the tongue. Yeah, we we're going to try to do a typical British, oh, an English, you know. Keynesian Christmas and yeah. my brother-in-law fired up the oven and, and had a goose in the oven. And amazing amounts of fat come off a of goose. Oh, oh and, yeah. And all the chefs out there would say, and you save that goose fat. It's so good for everything. Oh, unbelievable. Hmm. It's flavorful and rich. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but he, he's kind of inadvertently started his oven on fire at one point. Oh the pan well, was goose fat. got a little too aggressive with pulling the pan out to baste and oh. some got on the burners and boom. You know, oh my he had gosh. a small fire going for a while. Yikes. Um, but we, we, when he sliced it and served it, it, I was like, my God, it looks like like a steak. Oh, really? And it had that kind of texture to it, too. It was really huh. kind of interesting. Um, I ran into another individual at one point who was an avid goose hunter, and I started talking about, well, I, I hear they're they're kind of fatty, and the wild geese have a real powerful taste, and mm-hmm. I've just had a, a lot of kind of negative reports on it, and I don't know that if I ever decided to bust out the 12-gauge, and I, I don't know if a 12, I'm guessing a 12 would be big enough to hunt goose. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. You know, I imagine I've, so. That's, I would assume as much. But he was, oh, oh, you don't, no, 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 no. You got to do it the right way. And, you know, and of course, you knew where this was going. A crock pot, of course, would be involved. Oh. And it would have to be one heck of a crock pot. I mean, that's a large bird. Yeah. Yeah. But he talked about, you know, doing it right. Oh, they'd have a goose dinner every year when the hunting season was over and they'd all get together and try different styles of preparing these geese and, you know, certain ways. It's, oh, you, you want to be out there every year. You want to huh. you want to make sure you get at least one, and, and you know you get all these great options and great table bird, unbelievable right. table bird, <laughs> satisfying, toothsome bit of winged critter. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, the one I had, I I enjoyed. I don't know that I would go out of my way to have it again. Uh, but I'm one of those guys too that looks at a turkey and says, "The day we're having it, outstanding." Yeah. And after that, no, thank get you. rid of it. I don't. It, <laughs> I'm. I know. You know. People will talk about certain flavors and certain foods, and they have a specific kind of. You love it or you hate it. And yeah. For me, when a turkey has been cooked and then it goes cold, uh, um, the next day or the next however many days, and a lot of people will say that's when it's the best. Oh my God! And turkey sandwiches and all the. F- oh my goodness! And I, I, I feel like. I don't know if I'm, got weird taste buds or what, but it's just something has changed <laughs> and and in my world it's not a good thing you know i've got friends who i love cilantro love mm-hmm. this i could eat it on it i i'd probably eat a bag of it washed out yeah. of hand as they uh-huh. say you know I, I like the taste of cilantro and yet for a lot of people they say it tastes like soap oh like oh my gosh it's like eating a bar of soap and mm. i always want to say well when did you last sit down to a bar of irish spring and really <laughs> make a field day of it you know right. um <laughs> But you either like it or you don't. You know, there's certain flavors like that. And, man, for me, it's, I mean, the phrase, well, we're going to have to quit this cold turkey. And I, I to me, that makes perfect sense. It's like, well, oh, I wouldn't touch cold turkey with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we're not going anywhere near it. And it um, makes a lot of sense. So, uh, yeah, I'm that weirdo, too, that will, I don't know, chicken, love it, pheasant. Woo-hoo. And I'm, I'm the guy that would, I'll walk a mile to get a, a plate of grouse. I love, oh. I love rough grouse. Delicious. But, um, yeah, the goose, I, I don't know. It was a real, it was like a very strange steak. Hmm. And yet, you know, it was seasoned well and everything. It was, it was good, but I'm like, this is a bird? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm having a Boston butt or something. But no, no, no. It's, uh, I guess that would be pork, but uh, didn't matter. It just had that, steaky kind of beefy feel to it i know a lot of people have said the same about i know uh they've opened seasons now with with the birds coming back on things like uh the cranes the the sand, the, hill, sand hill cranes yeah. um there are a couple states where there's a, a very brief season on sand hill crane and people will 
I've, I'm, I'm hooked on cooking shows. Yeah. It, it boggles my wife's mind. She's like, I can't believe you're still sitting here watching f- cooking shows. This one guy was out with a hunting party, I think in, in Kentucky or Tennessee, and they shot a couple of sandhill cranes and they, yeah, they, they said, wow, this is as close to, to a beef cut as you can get from a bird. I've heard the same of ostrich. Folk. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard that ostrich is a very sort of steaky kind beefy. of being. Beefy. A beefy bird. A beefy bird. And a good-sized bird at that, so. Yeah. Oh I don't gosh. know, but. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, the Canada geese, I, I think you're either in it to win it or you're out. I, uh, I'm not sure where I stand, to tell you the truth. And I, I love those little kind of golden nature guides that yeah. you used to get. And I've got the one that's, you know, game birds. Yeah. And regardless of what they're talking about, they always mention in there somewhere, you know, because of its heavy mollusk diet and, and aquatic creatures, it's not considered a prime table bird. You know, or the, <laughs> yeah. the redhead. After the mallard, considered prime eating. You know, this kind yeah. of thing. And I'm yeah. like, well, great. Tell me more about the bird. And I was, yeah. I'm not real interested <laughs> in how it tastes. You know, yeah. that's not why I'm reading the book. But... Um, I don't know where I stand with the Canada Goose. I'll have to give that another look, I think, tonight when I head back to the shadow of St. Paul's number one and produce the little golden guide, see what they have to say about the Canada Goose. Because, uh, well, it's making me hungry. Talk, you're, it, you're, well, you're hungry. It, it aren't kind you? of is. I, I have your chops. Don't know if I've ever had goose. If uh, you know, I can't remember that. I also can't remember having pheasant or grouse, even though my dad did hunt all those but we right. never, you know we had plenty of duck i've right. shared my stories of it was the, the duck where you were spitting out the bees yes. and, oh look i got one the little little shot lead shot absolutely but uh so i'm kind of curious now you know do i uh do i sneak out in the back pond here and try to <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy a license poach. but i'll just go and you know, poach a goose right <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I don't right, know. hit the car it's yeah, I'm just, I got to make something of it. I, uh... I don't have a good track record with my neighbors here. I've, I was out there trying to trim back the buckthorn, and uh, they didn't like it. It's state property, but as soon as a neighbor, you know, it sees it, then they call the city. Yeah, and they, wait a minute here. You know, I don't know what you're doing over there. Cutting down the... And then when I tell the arborist came and visited, and, oh, you're cutting out. Well, that's good. You can do that, but uh, I don't know. When Once a neighbor complains, you know, you kind of want to stay away from Let it go. Well, all right. So I don't go back there much anymore. Sure. But yeah. um, all this talk of geese is reminding me about, well, our dock issues in the summer yes. up at the cabin. Yes. And it's been better lately for a couple of reasons. We've raised the dock up so it's farther off the water. And having that sort of hawk kite flying around. Right. I know my dad's tickled with it. It's, uh, And even, even I'm the one that put it up there. And when you're up there and you're doing something, chopping wood or starting a fire or... And you see it out of the corner of your eye. The movement always does get you. What's that? Oh, that's right. It's that kite. <laughs> it's the kite. So, you know, it, it seems to have done the job. We haven't seen much, a whole lot of poop in the yard lately. Well, I so. think the kite, too, the the hawk kite kind of went from hawk golden brown to sort yeah. of like bright red. Now, now it's this flame. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I think I tossed crimson it. Crimson Avenger. It's going to be time to get a new one for next year. Okay. I thought, you know, I mean, it was like $30. You know, which, which is kind of a chunk to pay for a kite on a stick, but you know, <laughs> it's worth it to keep the poop off the lawn. So um, get the fifteen-foot pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, I think the hawk kite was the was the winner. So if if anybody out there is having problems with geese, I recommend you go online and find these uh, raptor. Kite. It's like a raptor kite. It's on the end of a long, flexible fiberglass. Rod, you know, and it—it's uh, the way it just flies in the wind is really right, pretty impressive. So. Yeah, and it provides hours of entertainment when the string wraps around oh. the pole multiple times, yes. and then you get to try to figure out how to undo. It's like trying to figure out, you know, wired earbuds that oh, have I know. yeah, been in your laundry. Yeah, we ran them through the wash. I've I've done that. Yeah. squeaky clean, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tangled mess. Let's take another short break for a holiday sponsor or two, and we'll be back in just a moment. Oh my goodness, the holidays are here again and the snow is coming down. Roly Poly Pal has been hard at work in his creamery workshop 
creating his holiday treats for all to enjoy. Your favorite ice cream elf is offering his old favorite. Peppermint Stick Wonderland. It's back in grocery stores for yet another holiday season. The young ones are requesting it again, and why shouldn't they? Roly-Poly Pal adds triple cream and double the egg yolks to his seasonal sensation. Rich? Oh, man, it's rich. And sweet? Sweet and frosty cool, with double the amount of peppermint and spearmint sticks all crushed up and blended with the super-satisfying ice cream. Red and green flecks of minty flavor are everywhere in these scoops of Yuletide goodness. What a satisfying treat. Your pal has also created some flavor thrills for your family this season. Rich and hearty eggnog ice cream is awaiting your freezer, as is the rum-soaked splendor of plum pudding ice cream. A toothsome treat for those traditionalists among your guests. Roly-Poly Pal even took a stroll down yesteryear lane with a small batch of mince pie ice cream, which boasts real pieces of sweet dough pie crust, along with the holiday spices of traditional mince meat. Grandpa may spring to life after his holiday dinner when offered a serving of mince pie ice cream. Finally, Roly-Poly Pal has created a kid favorite for years to come. Holiday Lights Ice Cream. Every color of the traditional lights we see on the trees are represented in this fantasy of Yuletide color. Kids will love it, and maybe the aunts and uncles too. The holidays always mean plenty of wondrous sweets for guests and friends. Why not make it easy on yourselves this season and fill your freezer with delicious frozen finds from Roly-Poly Pal? But remember, these flavors only appear during this time of year. Make sure to put in your stock of holiday flavors now. GSPN is proud to announce the holiday recording session that is bound to become a holiday favorite for the whole family. Do you hear what I hear? The Cabin Country Holiday Album. Bud Klugman and Bjorn Lloydstad are joined by YouTube sensations Billy and Johnny as they offer up their favorites from the season of peace on earth and goodwill towards all. You'll hear such seasonal offerings as... Simply building a deck with a screen in porch. The ode to turning on the water at the cabin during winter break. I've the army freeze and cranked up the heat. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Sign the hunter in his stand to his pal. Do you hear what I hear? Buck who's in the leaves, distant pal. Do you hear what I hear? The rollicking holiday tune that keeps them twisting near the eggnog, Aluminum Dock. Aluminum, aluminum, aluminum dock. Aluminum steps and aluminum planks. The favorite of old Blue Eyes fans everywhere. Oh, by gosh, by golly. It's the last of my frozen walleye. Tasty pheasants and Christmas presents And pheasants, 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 pheasants and pheasants Button Bjorn's seasonal ode to Gull River Bass Fishing Which rolled on our favorite bay Lake Weeks Creek near your top The prop got found a million times And soon the more stop Jingle bells, jingle all the way And the holiday oh. classical favorite from Peter Tchaikovsky Mallard Dance. The holidays only come once a year, but you can keep the embers glowing all year long with Do You Hear What I Hear? The Cabin Country Holiday Album. Available on all your favorite MP3 sources, as well as on CD and cassette and 8-track tape at all Fiber Stop stores in the Cabin Country area. And don't forget, they make great Christmas gifts for that outdoors person in your family. Canada geese. Well, I guess you could relate that to Christmas and that, you know, Absolutely. like you said, Dickensian Christmas oh, meal. Classic British tradition. There's the Sherlock the Holmes. in the oven. The blue carbuncle, the famous right. Sherlock Holmes story about the, the the goose that was... He lost his hat and he lost his goose. Right. We still have its crop and entrails if you'd like them back. I don't think they'd do me much good at this point. Well, he clearly isn't the thief. Yes. It had a huge gemstone in its crop. <laughs> right. Oh, my. 
Yes, check it out. I just listened the to that a couple Carbon. last week. I think. Yeah, I was, it's a holiday-themed show. It's it's it it's, it's the best of both worlds. It's it's Radbone Bruce doing yeah. Holmes and Watson. Yeah, love Sherlock Holmes, and it's a holiday-themed story. Yes, and I think multiple points in that episode, Watson kind of chastises Holmes for his lack of oh. holiday mirth. What's the matter with you? Why can you not pass on the wonders of the season to the, your fellow Brits? Yes. Is anyone who's... Well, it was, it was very Grinch-like. Not Grinch-like, but I guess more Scrooge-like. You know, I half expected to hear. More important catching this thief. You know, those who are more interested in the holidays should be roasted in their own oven and buried with a stake of holly through their heart. That kind of thing. <laughs> well, you didn't quite go that far. Yes, uh, but by the end of that episode, I think he's he's, oh, he's up, come around. He? Yeah, he's, of course, he's happy. To you have to end on that. Sit note. down and share a pipe in front of the tree. Right, geese, fud, geese on the wing. I, yep, they leave behind a mighty tail in the form of green cigars. <laughs> yeah, part of me thought you raised the dock. Yeah, and that's true, and it's going to be more difficult for them to get onto the dock. But they do have wings, so well, they, they can catch a little air and. Right, hop well, up, but you'd, you'd think too that, much work, I guess. I, but uh, well, in previous years when that was really bad, our our dock was just a few inches above the water. I mean, the right, and then they raised the water level of the river, so it was like actually touching the dock. It was like yeah. just come in on the wing, skim, and hop. Right, and you're up on the dock, walking around, crapping at will. In my mind, the the geese don't like land on the dock no, from flight. No, no. So I think if they're floating nearby, it's just a little bit of a, yeah, a little hop and a flutter. Isn't that everybody's dream, though, there. of cabin country? Come in and make your landing and then hop up on the dock with all your friends and just empty your bowels. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I right. love your place here. Good looking. Yeah, the boat's looking great. I'm just going to drop trowel here. Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead, join me. Come on, summer's upon us. Ah, oh, that's the fun getting together, fertilize family and friends, and gad. pooping that's on the all dock. Just <laughs> take a dump on the dock. Uh, all I can say is, if the summer hits and we're up there splitting wood, and I make a move along those lines, please throw a bucket of water at me or yes. something. Knock me in the river, Bjorn. For goodness' for sake, cry it out loud, man. What are you we, doing there? We fish on this dock. That's suddenly, not, not suddenly, on. the show's taken a rather yeah. foul turn. No pun intended. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yes, uh, indeed. I brought me back to you talking about spitting out the lead shot while eating your dad's ducks. Yes. And these days, I'm guessing it would be steel or ceramic, right? Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know the lead shot ceramic uh, now. thing of the past. I, I thought I read somewhere again. If you're an avid upland game bird hunter or water fowler, you like to load up the vest with shot shell. Please. Email yeah. us, let us know, but I swear to you, I've seen, you know, interesting rounds for the various gauges of shotguns with ceramic, ceramic wow. shot. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think I'm making that up. I'm fairly certain I read that. On the cartridge box itself. I'm sure someone like our local Captain yeah, Billy Hillebrand Captain would know something like that. Mike Lean himself. I've, he's Probably, yeah. been very active on Facebook lately with oh, yeah. various shots and our, our dear friend from Wisconsin, Mr. Mr. Mike himself. The, yeah. The turtle slayer. He's uh, <laughs> sent a couple shots in from deer camp. His hunting dog helped pick out the holiday tree this year. He sent a oh, pic really? picture of uh, the dog sitting there in front of a tree. And he said, well, <laughs> this will be the one because yeah, <laughs> this one hunting dog dis decided this was it. There, there was Howled a kind of silent night jolly, in front of the tree. Spaniel-esque looking fellow sitting there in front of the tree just staring at the camera. <laughs> I love it. That's oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's Bring cool. the family... Family hound out to pick a tree. It looked to be about six feet tall. Looked perfectly shaped. I was like, that dog's got good taste by Gad. Very nice. Absolutely. One last question here for the season, Fud. Oh, yes? Uh, do you find that the cigar of your choosing is both satisfying in flavor and free and easy on the draw? Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> tonight's was. Fair enough. Tonight's Fair was enough. free and easy on the draw. Well fielded. I thought, let's go with a cigar question. Yeah, excellent. I've got a whole lineup here, folks, of old ad questions. The that kind I'm of just going to throw out there every night, yeah. now and again at Fud and see how he feels it. And I thought that yeah. that, that that was well, uh, that was that was, that was a good one, seasonally appropriate. Now, on another winter note, I, uh, I I'm venturing into something 
sort of knew I, for my, my birthday was just a, a few days ago, actually. It was it, indeed. It usually kicks off the season. And I've mentioned before that my poor wife's is just after Christmas. And growing up, I always had it great. It was like, yeah. it was early enough to where it was a separate deal. Right. Nobody just combined everything. Right. So it was fun. It was sort of the beginning of the season. Oftentimes we would put up our tree around my birthday. and Wow. So it was great. But uh, my wife, Molly, unfortunately, it's sort of like, oh, we're tired, exhausted. We've been to every relative's. And I'm sorry. Happy birthday, sweetie. But, you know, it's, at least that's the impression she's given. Right, right. Well, this year, um, I, uh, I, my big birthday gift was a fat tire bicycle. You did invest in the fat I, tire yes, bike. Yes, we did. It was nice. like, hon, I think I know what I'd like to get you know yep because i just thought uh darn it this year i i want to do a little bit more outside if i can you bet the days of my downhill skiing are long past oh. i'm not that into cross country i'm not an all weekend outdoor guy it's right. sort of like even with the bike i'm not gonna put it on a on a rack behind the, the car and drive for three hours and head up to Cuyuna. I, yeah Cuyuna lakes and hit the trails you around bet. there for hours and hours. No, I, I just want to get out for a half an hour and get a quick workout in. And we've got a park nearby and whatnot. So yeah, hopefully it's something that I follow up on. Do you, how about yourself? Any uh, winter activities planned well, this year? I'm right there with you. I've been looking at uh, lots of uh, messages from people, listeners and, and uh, pals who are kind of weighing in on the season here and various ski resorts and deer stands and Mm-hmm. You know, goose blinds and you name it. And, uh, I'm, you know, people chiming in with, oh, man, three days at the back bowls of, you know, Steamboat or whatever. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore, you know? I mean, we're, we're all roughly the same age, but I think some people's joints are in better shape. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Well, that's it. And I've yet to taste the wonders of winter running. I haven't gone out for a winter run yet since kind of, I did quite a bit of running in the summer. On a, on a, for the lack of better terms, kind of a rebuilt knee. And, uh, yeah, the after effect was not exactly what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point now where climbing stairs is kind of like, oh, you know. Yikes. We, we relatively frequent flyer with us now on the podcast, uh, you know, Ed Brewster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waylon Ed. Yeah. <laughs> am, am I the only one of us who, like, makes actual audible noise when I get in and out of the car. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm right there with you, Dad. And, oh, okay. But the idea of trying to rip it up out at, like, Brighton or Solitude or someplace like that, I'm yeah. like, not gonna happen, man. I, my knees can't handle it. Back in the day, we even went to Banff, Canada. Did we, oh, we no, did. It wasn't, well, we, we went we to Banff. We didn't ski there, but we, we went no. to Utah. Banff, Canada was where it was spring. Oh, and we thought, hey, all right, bring fun the tents, get the van. And we woke up to like two inches of snow. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was And cool. I went to the world's most lukewarm hot spring where a diaper was floating, <laughs> floating by. <laughs> like, not only oh. is this not hot, it's a warm spring at best, but... I had such a romantic expectation yeah. as to what... And when I by that, I meant like, oh, I just thought it would be like nestled in these rocks and yeah, up oh, in the God, mountains. No, and, no, 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 no. It's hundreds like, of people. And... Why not just put a YMCA <laughs> pool up at, in this area? And well, that diaper, I think, was exceeding. Bus uh, loads of tourists. 25 to 30 pound weight restriction. <laughs> and, 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 and that, that thing was oh, man. semi-submerged and doing about two knots as it went by. Oh, God, get out of this water. I mean, Isn't it Caddyshack, where they somebody thinks yeah, they the find baby a turd. Roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, all I could think was, well, we've got a huge bloated diaper floating by. That oh, means man. somewhere there's a naked toddler yeah. oh, in yes. this body of water. Right. That isn't really very warm. Yeah. We were freezing, oh, and that didn't God. warm us up. Didn't, and floating know, got, diaper got even colder. Came out with a mild case yeah. of hypothermia, and. You know, some kind of skin contact disease from somebody's urinary tract. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Happy holidays. <laughs> but uh, we also, yeah, we did, though. There was the trip to uh, Utah. Yeah. A yeah. couple's trip to Utah that involved a lot of really high-altitude skiing to the point that from time to time, I think the the women were fine, and Fudd and Bjorn were both like, Oh, my God. <laughs> what? what? 
Jeez. One one wrong turn and I'm taking it. I'm going to become the oh, yeah. avalanche snowball going down this hill. I just remember the top of that ridge after taking a third chairlift and being like, what in the world? We're at the top of the mountains here. Yikes, yeah. And, and Utah's steep, you know? I mean, that's why people love it for skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. It's It's steep elevation, long runs, but if you've got a firm respect for heights, like I, I believe we both do. Yes. There were parts of that that were... In fact, that might have been the same skiing event where at one point the ice, it was so icy. Yeah. And you had your two choices to get down from this high spot. It was either blue blue runs or double black diamonds. There was, there was no, <laughs> yeah. no green anything. There was yeah. no easy way out. Yeah. And it was just sheer ice. Yeah. And... Uh, I think both of us ended up taking off the skis and walking down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget this. Sorry, we're just ludicrous. But yeah, that was and that was with good long time ago. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, that was like twenty plus years ago. I remember watching really seasoned skiers who had great form. Oh yeah. Starting down and then just sliding sideways and face planting, and I was like, oh man, and at speed, you know, you're just like. Oh, yeah. Yard sale and sand abrading the face. Ooh. And that's part of the reason I wanted a, a bike, you know, a fat tire yep. bike, yep. because I can't even. I mean, r- I used to like to run. It was, yep. it was yeah. kind of a fun thing. Hey, the windshield today is like 50 below. You know what? I'm running. I'm going to go out and I'm going to bundle up. And you feel like you're out in a, an astronaut suit. But, yeah. But I, you, could, you go out, you even work up a sweat underneath all that, and you feel good. But yeah, even running is a little too hard. Oh. And so now I thought, well, and of course, my wife is like, "Well, you can wear a helmet, uh, you know, because you can still wipe out. And oh, heck yeah, cause more damage." But uh, I did get a cool helmet and goggles and everything. So nice. Fud will be out there. One of those with like the spike mohawk. <laughs> no, not that. Not the kids' skateboard special. But uh, Lil Slugger written across. <laughs> Here he comes. Lil Slugger's like in his fifties, man. Don, you're absolutely correct. I can see you waving wildly back there. I, I thank you for the heads up, and sure enough, it is time for a word from one of our sponsors. So stay tuned for more Cabin Country after this. Long vision, vision, vision. The holidays loom large on the horizon with gatherings, services, dinners, and cocktail parties. When the turkey's been picked over and the last of the pfeffernoose crumbs have been swept up, when the tree has been deconstructed and put back in its box for the year. Thoughts turn to summer and golden hours and trophy pike. And yes, lawn maintenance. Your Lake Place's lawn is the first thing most visitors and passing boaters see. Maintain that lawn, and with products from your friends at Lawn Visions, Lake Country mowing and maintenance is almost a guilty pleasure. Lawn Visions would like to offer some new products this year, just in time for the holidays. You have a huge, expansive lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. The yard does go somewhat natural in spaces, though. Natural to the point of hosting some invasive plants that are irritants to the human body. What can you do to protect yourself and still maintain a gorgeous lawn? Lawn Visions offers the Gohan Natural line of mowing wear. Natural plant fiber that is not only guaranteed to keep plant oils and phytotoxins off your skin, but can be recycled in a paper recycler, shredded, or even burned as a workable fire starter. Gohan Natural over shirts and disposable shorts are made from softened rice fiber, very similar to paper. The recyclable garments are breathable, somewhat naturally antibacterial, and multi-use. After three or four mowings, recycle or burn your Gohan Naturals. Your skin will thank you, and so will the environment. Another issue that Lake Place owners face is what we at Lawn Visions call typical North Country lawn conditions. Rocks, roots, cones, and pine needles. Add to this the reality of unfortunate seasonal drought, and you have a need for what we're calling Greenskeeper's Kevlar. Lawn Visions will size you and kit you out in NCAA hockey-approved knee-to-ankle shin guards, as well as a breathable clear plastic face shield, which will protect all lawn attendants from flying rocks, pine cones, and sticks. The shields will also keep some dried pine needles and dust from out of your eyes as you work your way around the yard. These face shields are also strong enough to stop a semi-pro slap shot from 15 yards away. So the occasional Scott's pine cone or mower blade sharpened stick that flies from your mower chute will not pose you any problems. 
Tis the season for gift-giving and dormant lawns, but that Lake Place gardener in your life will thank you for thinking of them this holiday season. Let Lawn Vision set the stage and the mower deck height for turf maintenance this summer. Lawn Vision. vision, vision. Many of the year-rounders are now people who would have gone back to the cities and boarded up the lake places in the past. They keep places open all year and come up routinely during the late parts of autumn, the cold of winter. Their shacks are year-rounders, well-insulated and heated. No worries about pipes freezing. They ride their sleds right up to the shovel-off deck and gather around the fire ring. The old grocery runs to the bigger towns are a thing of the past. All of what we call our lakes country now boasts year-round stores you might see in some of the bigger cities. The neighboring town, now bigger than a small town, has a hospital. They've got a pet hospital as well. Talk about creature comforts. And people are here. Docks are out and boats are stored, but people are still here. Nordic skiing and wilderness photography and sleds getting tuned up, and yes, some of them hunt. The change has been amazing to someone who's lived up here the whole of their life so far. These are not complaints, mind you, just observances. All that said, the docks are out. The roar of inboards and outboards have echoed their last for this year. This early morning seems particularly calm and quiet. Lights not yet on around the shorelines. Crisp air and the sight of your breath. The coffee thermos on the floor of the duck boat. The sound of rattling dry rushes in the early November breeze. The point always calming to look upon, especially now with the leaves falling and the tan of the dried cattails waving in the wind. The colors of gray-blue water and brown rushes, the early sun breaking over the horizon, distant flights of waterfowl, the lack of pleasure craft on the lake. How primal it seems when the boats are gone and the docks and lifts are in. The lake looks like it did long before the cabin builders started arriving. It is the odd off-season right now. There's no snow. The summer's only contingent of cabin-goers have boarded up and shut down by now. Pumps are shut off, water lines are drained. The aforementioned docks and lifts and boats are out of the water. Many storage units and pole barns all over cabin country are lined full of watercraft covered in boat wrap. Those that can enjoy the fall holidays and winterized cabin homes are doing as much, but it seems that once the leaves are down and the water is cold, many decide to leave. Sitting in my duck boat, I begin to realize that with the sun starting to arise and the sounds of shotguns dying off, it's probably time for me to leave as well. This morning has been sadly quite tame. The Mossberg 16 didn't report this morning. Silent. I heard other shots down water. So it goes. I got the duck boat out of the reedy shallows and back on my trailer, headed home to a honey-do list. Plot out where the lights could go up where I'd like to put them. Yes, my favorite shrubs are still ready for holiday lights. High octane in the gas can for the snowblower? Here, here. Five-gallon bucket in the garage full of paw-friendly snowmelt? Again, sure. My own list comes next. Having heard shotgun reports up and down the lake but seen precious few birds. Is the paint looking good on my decoys? Check. The duck boat festooned with enough rush and cattail camouflage? Again, check. Do I, optimistically... Still have enough shells in the pockets of my hunting jacket? You bet. All right, things are looking up, and I've taken care of everyone's request lists. I'm also noticing that it's starting to get rather dark outside. Time to either turn on the garage lights or head back in for the evening. Well, maybe the latter. It's the kind of autumnal early evening where you can see your breath and a hot dinner is sounding pretty good. Leaves look a bit more shadowy as they fall from the oaks around the property. I take a moment to look at the short section of dock I leave in the water till spring. A good place to contemplate the approaching holidays and their accompanying chills. Now how about that? I prepare to head back to the house and a silent, wonderful change comes over the rushes off the point across the lake. There's no immediate cabins or homes near the point. They just came on. Who put them out there and how are they powered? What, may you ask, are they? Holiday lights. Bright green, red, and white lights spread out among the rushes and cattails. They create a warm and wonderful glow across the lake. I have no idea how they got there or even how they're staying on the cattails. They're several feet above the cold lake water. Now that the sun is fading faster, they're creating a beautiful display. Thank you, whoever did this work. They're just what the cold weather requires. 
Happy holidays, everyone. Check your decoys. The, yes, and I will say for our dear friend uh, Ed and his his uh, doppelganger pal Buckfield, 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 yes. they both get a charge out of the fact that in very bold black letters across oh. the top of this can it says strong, strong. So this is a strong one. Last piece, but I kid you not, um, I did meet up with somebody who was at at work in a down moment of of listening to a presentation. They were crocheting. Oh, yeah. And I said, hey, if I bring you several Schmidt Scenics cut up, will you turn it into a the old a crochet, crochet beer can hat for me? <laughs> could, you, could you make that happen? I've never seen that. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess you are a little younger than me. Uh, you don't remember the style in hippified 70s, but... Um, Oh, I, re- I remember it. Soda cans crocheted into hats and beer cans crocheted into hats. And I wonder, so you'd, you'd have to, I suppose, punch holes all along yeah, the side yeah, of it. Yeah, you'd have to cut out, you know, you do, you do, you know, usually the scenics are interesting because you get one, yeah. one side. Right. Whereas usually with a lot of these beer cans, you'll get two for two, one and yeah. you, can, you can cut it in half and get rid sure. of the top and the bottom. And then you've got these two pieces you can work with and then you need a, a pretty sturdy punch of some sort to yeah put a bunch of holes in it along the sides so you can run the crochet hook apparently i i don't know how to crochet so who am i kidding but it can be done by gad sir it can be done and uh tell me you wouldn't love getting out there in the the tracker oh yeah <laughs> you know in the summertime to right let fly with an arbogast or a jitterbug or something like that a daredevil if yes. you will Wearing a Schmidt scenic crochet oh, hat be, or a that'd be pretty awesome. Olympia or hams, you know, any, any, of, <laughs> any of the. Are you thinking with this coveted collection of yours that you would actually cut these things up and do that? Never. Oh, okay. Never. No, sir. Well, then it's not no, an you, option. You just grabbed another can. It too says strong, although not in as big a lettering. This is no, this is old school block, black, bold, strong. And it, it had one of those pop tops where you pull it off and then yeah. a lot of our angler nation would just throw them in the lake. Oh, yeah. And, and then some poor sap swimming would step on it and cut your slice big open their yeah. big toe and attract all kinds of panfish. Oh, bloody hoof. Yeah. Yikes. The good old Schmitz. The good old Schmitz Scenics. I can still hear Ray Scott's voice. Pick up a Schmitz Scenic 12-pack case for the weekend. Usually, usually during a Vikings game. Oh, okay, yeah. Taking a break here in the third quarter. I'm Ray Scott. Why Pick are you watching football without multiple beers in your hands? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. There's a joke out there somewhere with how they're playing today, and maybe the game would be better with six or seven open beers. Yeah, well, maybe. I, whatever. Maybe. I won't go there. I won't do it. But uh, We've got well, six left, Fudd. Yeah, six left, so I guess we'll have Baker's to... Baker's half dozen of... Cut Schmitt into those Scenics. next year, as in, in we say. Remember no that? uncertain form. You said it. Remember that in school? 2020. You know? We'll see you next see year. See you next year. <laughs> uh, Hearing many a teacher say, yeah, that's cute. Get out. Get the heck out. Yeah, it's been great. That's the door. Don't right. let it hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> anyway, one last question for you, Fudd. Oh. I'm on it now. Okay. I can't help sure. myself. Give it to me. Fudd, are you ready for the stylish new 1947 Chevrolets? They've got something called knee action suspension. Well, you don't say. I think I just did. (laughs) Well, gosh, I'll have to check that out. We'll have to look into that. Anyway, lots of fun with old commercials. Lots of fun with Schmidt Scenics. Lots of fun this holiday season. By Gad. Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Our best wishes to you from cabin country.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.